This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 513, Wealth is an Illusion of Happiness, by Lyndon with FinancialSamurai.com. And happy Valentine's Day to you on this February 14th. I'm Dan, your host, and this is where I read to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance. And uh, hey, maybe you've got some ideas for us. We always like to hear those. Come share topic requests and any other thoughts you have at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. And today's article is a response from yesterday's uh, episode. So this is gonna make a whole lot more sense to you if you hear that post first. So if you're new here or skipping around, I would recommend checking out Tuesday's show. That's episode 512. But if you're all caught up, let's hear Lyndon's take and continue optimizing your life. Wealth is an Illusion of Happiness by Lyndon with FinancialSamurai.com. One of my happiest memories was studying abroad in Chile for an entire semester. I lived off beans and rice and slept on a wooden plank bed. At night, sweat would beat up on my forehead until it dripped down across my temple and into my ears. It was that hot. Yet despite having no money, I was so happy. Life was simple and the greatest pleasure I got was learning from others. At the time, I told myself, if I could just earn $1,000 a month and have my trusty camera, I'd be happy. Well, I lost my way when McKinsey gave me a job offer. Nobody turns down McKinsey, partly because nobody gets into McKinsey. The curiosity of the job compelled me to take it rather than pursue my interests. I recognize I've been blessed with the opportunity to work for a respectable company that may one day allow me to retire comfortably. Yet I wonder about that semester abroad in Chile all the time. A couple years ago, I went down to Chile and revisited the old AC-less dorm room where I used to live. It brought back so many good memories. Afterwards, my friends and I went back to our four-star hotel, sipped on a mojito, and ate some ceviche. It was then that I realized that despite living in a much nicer place, on a hundred times the budget, my happiness compass pointed towards the dorm room of the past. Cavorting with those who understand. One of Sam's lines that hits me most is, quote, Ironically, it is the sympathy that Lyndon seeks, which makes him only hang out with people of his same socioeconomic class. He understands that most of America won't understand him, so he shuns most people, end quote. It's hard to read, but it's true. I realize many won't empathize with me simply because only a minority of people in America make $300,000 a year. I expect people to throw mud and make fun of the situation while calling me a crybaby. I realize it is equally ridiculous to try and garner sympathy. Hence, I don't try. I keep quiet. I keep to myself because otherwise, you'll think I'm arrogant when I discuss buying a European automobile or discuss last night's symphony. Yes, most of my friends are all working stiffs who make six figures and lead relatively decent lives. We don't expect anybody outside of our circle to understand the grueling hours required to make our income. We don't expect people to understand that ever since we were kids, we were told we'd better succeed or else. Many of our parents are doctors and lawyers and politicians. Yet how many people on earth can become successful doctors, lawyers, and politicians? Not many. And that is why the pressure is immense. We are not our parents, nor do we live in our parents' generation. You'll have to forgive me and people like me for seeming callous and insensitive towards others. The truth is, we fear backlash and insensitivity by you, which is why we keep so closed off. In fact, perhaps this is why there are so many congregations of ethnic communities in big cities, the Chinatowns, the Little Italys and Harlems, etc. Maybe we all fear a certain type of backlash and just want to feel safe. It just came. I didn't ask to make the money I make. Income growth just comes with longevity. Longevity is due to performance, which ultimately means value creation for a company. 
A person makes a million dollars a year because he probably generates 10 million a year in revenue for the firm. There's nothing really fancy about income. What I don't quite understand is if people want to make more money, why not just join an industry that pays well? Why not be a banker, lawyer, doctor, consultant, trader, engineer, internet guru, Britney Spears, professional athlete, or politician? Okay, it's hard to become successful at one of these professions, but that doesn't mean you can't try. Photography is my passion, but I realize that I have a better chance of becoming the President of the United States than making a living doing what I love. Yet, I still long for it and practice every chance I get. On weekends, I scout locations for my next photo shoot. I've got a website where I'm actively selling my services. I've even planned out my next three vacations to remote locations so I can capture that rare, brilliant shot. I won't stop trying. The decision. The bonus check hit the bank account the other day and I've made up my mind. I cannot leave McKinsey to follow my dreams. Someone in the comments section wrote so aptly, quote, once your hobby becomes your job, it stops becoming your hobby, end quote. I'm afraid that if I became a professional photographer, I'll begin to hate the entire industry. I'll start being overly critical about my own work and scoff at others who've been accepted. I love photography too much to risk not loving it anymore. When Sam wrote about my situation, I was at the darkest stage of the year where I worked for 11 months without knowing what my bonus would be. Now I'm in the brightest stage of the year where I've worked for only one month and have the year ahead of me. I'm under no illusion that come March next year, I'll have a part of me that will wonder whether I made the right choice. As of right now, I'm happy again because I know what I must do. It's important I create a realistic exit strategy and live below my means. You're right, a $4,000 a month, two-bedroom apartment is fixable. I'll be looking to get a more reasonable one-bedroom $2,500 to $3,000 a month apartment in Manhattan instead. A spreadsheet is open right now proforming my financial life over the next 10 years. All I know is I wanna be done by the time I'm 40. Knowing this means figuring out a financial plan to get there. Thank you for your thoughts. I appreciate every single one of them. And thank you, Sam, for letting me gain more perspective and finding a solution. Wealth is an illusion of happiness, but don't let me stop you from trying for happiness. Sincerely, Lyndon. You just listened to the post titled Wealth is an Illusion of Happiness by Lyndon with FinancialSamurai.com. And before we go, if you want to discuss this or any of our episodes, plus be in contact with some of the hosts of the podcasts in our Optimal family, please come join our Facebook group. You can find that by searching for Optimal Living Daily Podcasts in Facebook or the shortcut link is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. That should do it for today. Have a great rest of your day, and I will see you in the Thursday show tomorrow with the start of a two-part post from Mr. Money Mustache. See you there, where your optimal life awaits.